Good morning. Praise God. I believe that children will never hinder us to um, to serve the Lord. Who believes in here? Kids are not um, a hindrance for us to um, to serve the Lord. So if we have been blessed with a child, um, although it's still in the womb, um, I believe that that child is from God. Amen. So today I'm asking May to um, preach the sermon before she delivers her baby. And I believe that um, she and her baby in her womb is able to give the best to God. Amen. Let us all welcome her. Shalom everyone. I believe it's not my baby, but it's Jesus who are here. Today, I would like to talk about um, life. Probably it is something that we might think of. It, seems, it may seem so complicated, right? But basically, human's life is quite short. Who believes in, in that? Amen. Yesterday we just celebrated New Year's and now it's already at the end of February. It's been two months that's gone by and only, you know, just yesterday that I felt like I was pregnant but now I'm this big and, you know, there are some things that are moving behind it. So in about nine to ten weeks, um, it'll be the due date for me to deliver the baby. So, and also yes, just yesterday that I felt that I just completed study, but then after I calculated, it's been 16 years since I um, graduated from high school, and it seems like it's so it's been, it's so quick, and I only felt like it's only been yesterday. And without you realize it or not, let us face it that the life goes on every day without us realizing it. Probably our kids, you know, um, they're already um, born, and then we, uh, they go to school, they mature, then we get married and have children and grow old again. It's not surprising if, um, for the spectacles of the world, life seems so futile and gone wasted. Actually, the biggest tragedy for Christians in this world is not death. If they died, it's not like the biggest um, tragedy on earth but if we live our life without purpose or without understanding the reason why we are in this world it is the case have you ever thought oh why is it that we were born in on earth and as we were born we cried and then we grew up we matured got married and then have children and then after that you grow old and then after that <laughs> obviously um, you pass away right let us all have a look um, this morning what is the purpose of our life or why why say that we live in this world even great priests or prophets are not freed from the purpose of life crisis when one day they face such pressuring problems in their life let us have a look on in the Bible it was said that 
The Bible records that the great prophet Elijah was thinking of dying when he faced a threat from Isabel, the wife of King Ahab, because he has killed five, um, 450 prophets of Baal. That is Isabel's deity. See, he have killed 450 prophets of Baal. And if we have a look at First Kings chapter 19, verse 4, Elijah says, "But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a broom fruit tree, and he prayed that he might die." And said, "It is enough now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my fathers." So, if you know Job, similarly, he is who is praised by God before the devil. You know, before the devils, it's not just before human, but it's also before the devil. And it was said in Job chapter 17, verse one says, "My spirit is broken." My days are extinguished, and the grave is ready for me. As a matter of fact, life without direction and purpose is caused by unclear focus of target or target in our life. Generally, the center of our life is always become the biggest question in life. So, what is the focus, the center, or the core of our life? How can we have the right center of our life so that we don't become frustrated, although we are facing any sorts of problems in this world? If Elijah felt like he was about to die, and even Job can say that there is a grave before me, I believe that each and every one of us. Is in the same situation. Sometimes we thought, "Oh, why do we leave these days?" In Australia, there are probably second on the second highest. Um, it has a second highest rate of um, suicide in the world. If I'm not wrong, the num the number one is Japan. So if you think about it. A lot of people they don't want to continue their life. So, what about it for our life as Christians? So let's have a look at what does it means by the center of our life. This question is about who we worship. And to whom do um do we live for? See. When you leave right now, who do you live for? Who do you actually worship in your life right now, and can become the center of our life? And this morning, you can have a look. If the Bible has stated that um, worship is such an important thing, do you um do you remember the um, The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. The first four commandments speaks about worship. Um, honest. Um, spoke about um, worship earlier. So the first four commandments speaks about worship. And if Pastor Aga said, the Bible says a lot. It means that. Um, it shows that worship is a very important thing which determines our life, 
And if the Bible doesn't say it a lot, then I believe it's not that important. If if the Bible says four out of the ten commandments spoke about the worship, it means that it is very important in our life. It is about who we worship and what is the focus of our life. Let us have a look at Deuteronomy chapter four, um, chapter thirty, verse fourteen to twenty. This verse seems um, a little bit long, but let us have a look each and every verse of it. Verse fourteen says, "But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your hearts, that you may do it." Verse fifteen. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commandments, His statutes, and His judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. Verse seventeen says, "But if your heart turns away, so that you do not hear." And are drawn away, and worship other gods and serve them. I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. That you may love your the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice, and that you may cling to Him, for He is your life and the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham. Isaac and Jacob to give them. We'll focus on verse 17 to 18. It says, "But if your heart turns away, so that you do not hear." And are drawn away, and worship other gods, and serve um, and serve them. In Indonesian translation, it might not be too um, clear. But it is said in English. But if you if your heart turns away, so that you do not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods, in the in here it says to worship other gods. In Indonesian, it only says um, other gods, but in English it says to worship other gods. With um, with s at the end of it, it means that there are more than one gods, and serve them. Other gods talks about deities. 
probably in Indonesia, um, even now in here, there's quite a lot of them. We know that a lot of people, are, um, they worship statues, goddesses, fortune tellers, or even um, modern deity. I always listen in today FM. Um, they normally call um, celebrities in so then they can um, have a like a talkback show kind of thing for a discussion. And uh, there was one day that I heard, you know who they called in? Fortune teller. And the, the surprising thing is, it is in, a, in Australia, you know, if it's Indonesia, uh, it wouldn't be a big surprise because a lot of people believe in those sort of things. But um, in Australia, the, the callers are a lot in that radio. And then I just, um, you know, I just broke up with my boyfriend. But is there a possibility that we, um, we get hooked up again? See, even the fortune teller, he, they did not hesitate of saying things. They said, oh, no, you can't get back together again because of this and this and this. See, but a lot of people have been swayed away to, um, with things such as worshipping other gods. We may not think that, oh, it only happens in Indonesia, but now a lot of the Westerners, they're also looking or seeking those things because they don't know what is the focus of their life. And we worship about the true God, you know, when we seek of the right God. So if you think about it, all right, excuse me, May, I don't believe other gods. I don't believe, oh, I don't worship um, statues and all that. But let's have a look today where does the world um, focus their life on I have a sister oh um, a brother he doesn't go to church and doesn't believe in God and he said to me oh I don't worship anyone I don't worship other gods but actually you know what they worship is their career their family, their hobbies, their money. Hobby and say, oh, I don't want to worship anyone today. If, you, if you're if you not Christian and you said you don't want to worship anyone. But actually, when uh, in our life, we can't say that we don't worship anything. It's either we worship God or we worship other gods. And other gods can be in the form of statues, goddess, um, goddesses, or other things such as career, family, hobby, money, ministry, having fun, or other activities. How many people on earth that says, "I don't, you know, I don't want to care about all the problems in this world, but I just want to live by having fun." I just recently um, heard from a person who spoke to me and I said, and said to me, "Oh, I love to get drunk. Why?" And I, I asked him, "Why is that?" He goes, "Oh, yeah, because it's fun. You know, sometimes you may be laughing at this time, but this is the reality. A lot of people in this world they love to just have fun. They don't really care about who they worship, but they just want to have fun while they can." 
a lot of people gambles. It's not because they need money. It's just because what? It's because of fun. It is just a worldly fun. Also, there are a lot of people also have a lot of um, wives. We'll go there later. They have a lot of wives. Why is it? It's because it's fun. See, if you think about it, um, with um, with ladies now, they also don't, um, you know, don't, they're not lost yet because they also have lots of um, husbands, see? I always um, read in the tabloids, um, they said, oh, they got married with this person, oh, it's not fun anymore, and they got divorced, and then they get married, remarried again to another person, uh, you know, until two or three times, three or four times. I've got a customer, she's quite um, wealthy, and then, oh, she's a real, taste, um, real estate agent, she's got a lot of money. In Indonesia, um, it's different, but in Australia, see, after you, um, she got married first um, time, and then she got divorced, and so the wealth is halved, right? And then she, um, he, uh, he met another lady, and then got married, and then divorced again. So from that half, he got cut in half again. So it becomes a quarter, 25 percent already left. And then now he, he's gone remarried the third time. And then he shared to me and he said to me, this time I can't divorce again because my money is only 25% left out of my whole wealth. It's just a joke. But, you know, in our life, we can see there are a lot of people just seeking fun for themselves. They don't care about God. But what happened in their life? Once they um, seek for their um, fun in life, they just realize that when they're old, why do they live for? Or you might say that oh, those are the worldly men. Probably the rich men are different. Probably the well-known one is different. Let us have a look at, in the Bible, an example of a person who is the wise, wisest man um, throughout history and also the richest. Who is it? It's Solomon. Let us have a look at what Solomon has said. So Solomon is the wisest human, not um, through the history. He is also the richest man and also the one with the most, um, with the most wives how many um, wives does he have Ten, um, 1000 and how many um, concubines does he have lots so as human if you think about it all the fun things in this world and all the wealth is on the hand of Solomon but you know what Solomon said let us have a look in um, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 2 Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. We'll jump to verse 14 and said, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and indeed, all is vanity and grasping for the wind. 
and then chapter 2, verse 4 to 11. Says, I made my works great, but I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards, and I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants and had servants born in my house. Yes. I had greater possessions of herd and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the special treasures of kings and of the provinces. I acquired male and female singers, the delights of the son of men, and musical instruments of all kinds. So, I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasures from my heart, rejoice in all my labor, and this was my reward from all labors. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had done, and on the labor in which I had toiled. And indeed, all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. Solomon, who is the richest man throughout the um, world, the history, he said that all it was was vanity. From these verses, it seems that career, family, hobby, money, ministry, or any other activities on the earth, they're all good. It's not that it's not good. It is good. But they do not have to be the focus of our life. Why is it so? Because those things are changing and worldly, which may end when human is dead. As a matter of fact, according to the Bible, death is not the end of a life, but it is the beginning of a new life with God for those who believe in Jesus or with Satan for those who does not believe in Jesus. So, we have to have the center of our life that is certain, never changing and eternal. So if Solomon has spoke that all his wealth and everything is vanity, and also there is an example, it happened recently in Hong Kong. For those of you who read the Chinese newspaper, is any of you who read news, Chinese newspaper? Um, in Hong Kong, there's a, an old lady. She's so wealthy because my boss is uh, Chinese. So um, my boss um, shared to me about this. So this old lady in Hong Kong, she's so, um, so rich. She doesn't only have just one building, but she has so many high-rise buildings. 
So it's not just one. She's got a few. She is that rich and, you know, um, she doesn't even know what to do with her wealth. And then she's got husband. Um, he, her husband was um, was taken away, and he was. Uh, um, she doesn't know where to look for, so she looked for a fortune teller, um, fortune teller to tell her where her husband is. And then one day, the her husband returned because uh, um, the fortune teller told her that he'll be back. But then it happened the second time, and then the police doesn't even know where he went. And this old lady, he, because the um, the first um, you know the first fortune told that was told um, for her in the beginning, she believed in him, so she went to him again. You know what? Um, and then she and then she passed away. Because the fortune teller knows that she is so um, wealthy, he told the whole world and said that she has given him the whole wealth of um, of this old lady. And once they um, um, went through it, it says that it was um, it was fake. But the fortune teller told um, told everyone after she passed away. Um, she's um, he has slept with her, you know, and he um, he has um, given everything to her, and she also fell in love with him, you know. Although an old lady who is so um, wealthy, even after she died, you know, the the wealth is being uh, an object of um, of possessions, but. Everyone who uh, who sees her, they all say, "Oh, this old lady is useless." You know, with um, Chinese, they said, "When we die, at least there is a, a beautiful name on it." And so, pretty much, she lives um, meaninglessly. So, if you think about it, Solomon, who is, who is so wealthy, and he said that all is vanity. And with this old lady who is so wealthy and on earth, if we only seek for wealth and um, for money, it is just vanity. Do you know Einstein? I don't know. Um, I'm not acquainted with him, but I know of him. And he said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. In so I want to ask you a question if today our focus is for our career for wealth for money aren't you doing the same thing as what Solomon and this old lady um, did that is to seek their wealth and their famous and Albert Einstein also said um, 
is insanity. You may say, oh, my, um, the result is different. Albert Einstein has said that it is insane if you're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So if we have a look at it more in um, Deuteronomy um, 19 to 20, it says, I call heaven and earth as today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. I want to focus in verse 20. In verse 20 says, And may love the Lord your God, obey his voice and cling to him, for he is your life. So it is not just God who is important for us, but God is our life. And if to, um, that let us all today not to focus on the worldly things. I'm not saying to you that we shouldn't work. Yeah, we have to work hard for our family. Yes, we have to work hard for our career, for our life. Amen. But don't make this the focus of your life. For God is our life. He is our focus. It is said, For he is your life and the length of your days, which you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers, to Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Without the Lord, we don't have a purpose. Without a purpose, we are meaningless. And without any meaning, we're hopeless. And I want to tell you, without hope, we don't have life. So, without God, we have no life. For God is our life. Amen. The Bible is teaching us to focus in placing God as number one in our life. Let us have a look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, land flowing with milk and honey. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The Bible is teaching us of how focusing in God is um, the number one in our life. 
This is teaching the um, the Israelites to teach to their children. So when we teach our kids about God, not just once, we have to do it over and over again. Why? So that the focus of our life and our children's life is to God. And it is also said when you sit in your house. See, when we're sitting down, you know what we normally look for? Or what we talk about? We talk about TV drama or gossips or probably my tummy that is getting bigger. Now, when you're in a journey, and we spoke about God's word, and we talk about God, when you uh, and when you lie and when you rise up, you shall bind them as sign on your hand. So when we focus on God as the center of our life, then we will worship God, whether it be in gladness or sorrowfulness. How many Christians who say that they are Christians, but they have placed God as their fortune teller, or they place God as, a, as the statues to whom they, when they worship, they expect something in return, right? In Indonesia, if we go up to the mountains of Kawi, we bought the incense and all that, and bring food. The more they have it, the more blessings that they can get, isn't it? There are so many Christians who tragically I said to you this morning that they have they worship God, they come to church and they look at God as the God you know the gods or statues that are up in the mountains. So when they give um, something to God, they expect something in return. What happens if there is no blessings that is in return? What's going to happen? Oh, then I don't need to worship God. If our illnesses hasn't been healed yet, and we ask for so many um, pastors from the most um, well-known pastors, they've prayed so hard and they kneel down and until probably you have bruise on your knees, but they're still like you're still not healed, what, what's going to happen? Are you seeking God like you're seeking fortune tellers? Are you seeking God and to focus God for our life like how we focus, um, like we seek um, statues and expect something in return? There are two examples in the Bible and I believe there are more than two examples in the Bible, but I want to take examples of Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. You know these people in the all um, in the Babylon um, Babylon time. The Jews were um, with um, exiled, and these um, Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. They really um, love God, and then they're also friends of Daniel. And um, one day, King Nebuchadnezzar wanted everyone to worship his God, the golden, um, the golden statue that he has built. But Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego they didn't want to. 
and then there were um, other people told um, job on them to the King Nebuchadnezzar and in Daniel chapter 3 verse 14 says Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying to them is it true Sadrach, Meshach and Abednego that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from the hands? In the situation where King Nebuchadnezzar said, you have to worship this gold image, otherwise I'm going to cast you immediately into a fiery furnace. And then Saturn my second Abednego answered in verse 16 and said to the king, O oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O oh king. But we, you know, um, in verse 18 says, But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. This morning I want to urge you all that we focus fully to God, that we may worship Him fully, not we worship Him because we needed something from God, but it is because we really want to put God as our lives. Probably if God hasn't helped you yet, I still will not worship other gods. Let us have that kind of faith. The second example is, a, um, is Job, who is so blessed by God. One day all his wealth and his um, possessions are gone. Not only his um, possessions or wealth, even his family, his children, um, all died. Such a tragic moment and I believe that not even one of us has experienced this situation. And then the, mo um, the saddest part is that his wife said to her, let us have a look at Job chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold to your integrity? Curse God and die. The wife, if in the human's life, I believe that the husband and all, our wife is someone who we um, believe the most, who we trust the most. It's the person who we always um, expect to um, to help us out. There's always some um, someone who's there for us. But you know what happened with Job? His own wife said to him, "Curse God and die." See what happened if you have a wife like this in in this era. 
obviously they're just probably gonna um, get divorced or something but you know what Job said to him uh, to her you speak as one of the foolish women speaks Job wasn't saying that she's a crazy person but she he said that as one of the foolish women speaks Shall we indeed accept God from uh, accept gift from God and shall not accept adversity? I want to give you the same question. Do we just want to receive the good ones from God and doesn't want to receive the bad ones? I believe that it is just one attitude that we have in our hearts. That is not only to take advantage of God I have a um, personal testimonial I want to share to you today when I got married I had a pre um, pre wedding um, lessons for about six um, six months where Pastor August taught myself and Marcus to focus God in our marriage whatever happens it is not just the two of us but we are there are three of us with God and from the beginning of our marriage although that time Marcus were just um, recently um, repent although his parents are um, his parents are pastors or um, God servants but um, in the past he He's quite bad. All the worldly fun things, anything that you know that people can do, he just did it. He just had fun. He looked for fortune tellers, yeah. He looks for other gods, yeah. All, all that. And once he repented, as soon as um, when he came to Australia, because God touched him, and after he repented, around about probably about seven months and then we got married with him yeah close to a year but then we had the pre-marriage counseling with um, Pastor August um, for six months every every week every Tuesday with um, Juliana and Stefanos at 8 p.m. until midnight we always have the um, discussion about marriage and at that time, Pastor August taught us to focus our um, our marriage with God uh, to God. And when we got married, we both um, promised ourselves in our life that we want to focus God in our marriage, no matter what. Now, after time gone by, it is not easy at all to focus God in our life, but. You just have to put God in your life. Don't just start a whinging when a bad thing happens and when a good thing happens. Don't just be proud and we don't want to seek the Lord anymore. So there are so many problems that we went through in our marriage. Mostly uh, a lot of people started to say, how come you don't have any kids? How come you still don't have any kids? And I actually, it's not that I don't want any kids, it's just that we, ha you know, we haven't been given one. And in my heart, I have this sort of principle, I said, if God is giving me a child, it is a blessing. 
And if God hasn't given me a, a child, it's okay too. It's not that, you know, if God doesn't give me a child, God is not blessing me. Whether I have a child or not, I still believe that I can glorify God in my life. And after we got married for nine, for eight years, and then last year, we were given, um, God gave me a um, chance to get pregnant around about two years ago. You can imagine that after eight years of marriage, and then you got pregnant, you, you know, how did it feel? Man, I was so happy. I was so joyful and, you know, yay. And then even Pastor Agus say, oh, yay. Um, finally, um, May is pregnant. And so, wow, the whole, um, the whole church knows about it. But then my first pregnancy, I was so, um, you know, I gave thanks to God for that. But then after we all trust down, on the eighth weeks, on the eight weeks of pregnancy, I had an ultrasound. They found that there was no heartbeat. And then I was so shocked. How come, you know, how come there's no heartbeat? Isn't that what God has blessed me with? And because I'm a Christian, I believe that God is giving me the best. And and I said to God, God, please give me a um, a heartbeat. You know when we give um, when we pray to God, we still you know um, God will bless us, right? So uh, you know um, we pray for the heartbeat. And then second ultrasound. So after the um, the eighth week, the second ultrasound is on the tenth week. And then at that time, there was also no um, heartbeat. And then since then, and I felt, oh, is it really that our life, in, in our life, we just want to worship God? Is it, that, is it that our life is really God's life? Is it if we don't have a child or we got miscarriage, oh, God is bullshit? No. At that time, I prayed and I said to God, God, all right, if this is your will if you want to give me this child in my womb to bless me and not and to bless me in the womb but it's not to be born then give me a um, give me a sign so that I know what to do and I surrendered to God and I said whatever happened in my life God I still will worship you no matter what happens and then it's not that you know God is giving me the heartbeat no it's still not there and then a day after I prayed I started to bleed and at the time I knew that this is a sign from God yeah this child is in my womb but it's not to be born and I was so um, thankful that I was blessed by this child because it, it was in my womb, but not, it, although if it's not even be born, you know, who, who didn't cry? Obviously, I cried, you know, I was also in, um, in a sad um, time. And God, and that time I just thought, oh, 
do you really just want to receive the good ones from God and not the bad ones? And then I, um, I had a procedures um, for the miscarriage and I still believe that that child is, was a blessing to me. And then after 10 months later, I got my second pregnancy and I'm so blessed that a lot of people ask me, oh, how come, you, you know, it was so, that quick for you to get pregnant again after, being, uh, after having a miscarriage? And I believe that if I have a child, then this child will never make me um, back off from ministries or it will not make me worship God any lesser but it will make me to become stronger to worship God. Amen. Put God in your life. I'm not going to um, lengthen my sermon any longer but I just wanna want all of us to think for a second. What do we live for? Do we live for fun? Or do we live for our career so then we can um, gather wealth in, on earth? But let us all this morning, let us all live for God is our life. Let us all live to worship Him and to glorify Him in whatever we do. I want all. Um, I would like to invite all of us to um, to stand up.